Hi guys, welcome back to Flickr Flop. I'm your host, Jeremy Kibler, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host. Alex Maynard. Jeremy, thank you so much for having me. We have not been here for 17 episodes or anything, and we switch up the introduction each and every time. That's good. That's a good thing. Gotta keep it spicy. Exactly. Um, By the way, 17, favorite number, just saying. Throwing it out there. Oh my god, that's right. Who would not want to be 17 forever? Just saying. Easy living. That's a really good segue. We're going to talk about like a teen, teen comedy. I know. <laughs> Valley Girl. Was that intentional? No. No. It wasn't, it was but was magical. it? Was it? Yes. <laughs> All right. So Valley Girl. Have you ever heard of the 1983 movie Valley Girl? Personally? Personally. No. <laughs> Are you asking me way? or the audience? I'm asking you. No. The audience can listen. Um, so I've heard of it, but I, I've never seen it. Uh, it, it starred, um, or co-starred a then unknown Nick Cage. Nick Cage has come a long way. The Nick Cage? The Nicholas oh, wow. Cage, yes. Who knew? Okay. Um, but yeah, this was like, that was like his first speaking part. <laughs> um, so this is a remake of that 1983 teen favorite. Um, it's now been remade into a jukebox musical. So, you know, people burst into song and all, all the songs are, you know, easily recognizable eighties hits. Like we, we all, we all know them or at least they're familiar. Um, it's like a glee. It is like a glee. Um, the basic story is like a Romeo and Juliet kind of. So you have Julie played by Jessica Roth from the Happy Death Day movies she plays so she plays Julie. She's a valley girl. Duh. She um spends a lot of time at the mall with her three girlfriends. They shop till they drop and eat eat at the food court and all that. All the and fun things. All the fun Oh my stuff. gosh, this took me back to my childhood. I'm like, what listen, were, what do you do in you the a, valley? Were you a valley girl? I was. In I Altoona. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean Logan Valley. Yeah, like I'm from the valley, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> totally tubular. <laughs> Bitchin'. Um, so she out of the four girls, Julie is the one that like wants to, you know, go beyond the valley. Yes. Go to Hollywood yes. where everyone's edgy and cool. She wants to climb the mountain and see what's on the other side. Exactly. And well, she does. <laughs> she meets Randy, who's this punk guitarist. Um he, they meet at, where do they meet? Um, they meet at, at a beach. party. Well, they meet at the beach first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They bumped into each other there, and then his yeah. friend eavesdropped mm-hmm. and overheard, mm-hmm. yeah, all this stuff, yeah. And then, yes. boom. You know, it reminded me of the OC, that one moment in the <laughs> I OC. I did it. Yeah. I did it. That was a cute moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the basic structure. Of course, she already has a preppy douche boyfriend, and her friends don't really agree with her. Um, you know, going over to Hollywood or like... No, they, they really, try to set her back up right, with him. They don't really trust this new guy, Randy. And... Um, They're set in the valley, man. Exactly. Those those valley girls. I know. Like the Stepford wives. Right. They'll suck you back it in. Is. But um, yeah, Julie, you know, she starts to think for herself and she wants to do what's best for her. And um, So there is this um, framing device where it's... The whole story is told through flashback by Alicia Silverstone. Who's, so fun. Yes. Very good casting. Clueless star. Clueless from the 90s. Um, so she is telling her 
teenage daughter's, um, or her daughter, after the daughter um, breaks up with her boyfriend, and Alicia Silverstone is kind of telling her, you know, oh, this is my first love, and all of that. And so, um, yeah, she's the adult version of Julie. And, um, yeah, I, I liked that little framing device. It was cute, and um, I thought it made the movie work. Um, what did you think of the musical numbers? I loved the musical numbers. I mean, I, for me, a musical film can go really poorly for me, kind of like Cats. Mm -hmm. Um, not my cup of tea. I hate cats. Like I will keep saying I hate cats, but like, I love a musical number. Um, and the musical numbers were great. There was probably only two songs that I didn't really care for. And I mm -hmm. think that it was almost like that one rent song that we were talking about. Um, shoot, oh. I forget, but just his voice. Yeah. His. And it's completely auto-tuned. You couldn't, well, yeah. you couldn't make it sound better. I mean, that's not really all of their that. voices. Let's be real. Right. I mean, they are lip syncing and then, yeah, they do it and it's dubbed and all that. They do it. Yeah. yeah. They record it, pre-record it before that. Um, you, <laughs> what? I, lo I love how I'm stuck on this. You said it like a minute ago. Uh, you said you hate cats. Do you hate the felines or the musical cats? <laughs> oh both. my god! Just I, the musical. <laughs> Just the musical. Yeah. All right. I love that's that's what I got out of that whole spiel. Uh -huh. um, no, I I think the musical numbers, the song and dance numbers, are definitely the highlight. Um, I think there are some that weren't great. Some that didn't quite work for me. Like um, there's that. Um, the, take on me song on the carousel. I don't know it, the as you said the is that the punky one. Well, a lot of them, a lot of the ones that Randy yeah. has to sing. I mean, he is a punk. He is so. that rebel. They're trying to have that punk. Yeah, right. So the songs that he Rock. sings, they do have like a punk punkish vibe, and um, I don't know. It just didn't jive well with me. But um, mm -hmm. although mm -hmm. I did. No, another one I did not like was, it was a Cars song, The Cars. It was called You Might Think. That's at the party. Yes, it's that, crazy, one. that one. I don't like that one at all. Yeah, I didn't like that. It didn't work for me. Um, I will say, that number though, like the the beginning, I feel like it was very top heavy in the beginning, if we're talking about the musical numbers. And okay. just the Because I feel like there needs to be like a balance between the acting building the story and all of that and segues I mean, I into the musical numbers. I yeah. feel like there were a whole bunch of musical numbers at the beginning and then there weren't so many and it just like faded out. Oh. That would be my only critique. See, I feel like they scattered them throughout, but I mean, some are more memorable than others. I do like the choreography. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that outshot, yeah, that, that was yeah. definitely... Um, some of the, some of the highlights, I mean, I won't get into, you know, I won't spoil the fun, but, um, I really liked the aerobics exactly. mashup. I love that one. Mm -hmm. Um, I did like the, the boys don't cry song. Yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of affecting. It was a duet between, um, Randy and his lesbian rocker friend played by Wade Whitman. I always like her a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also girls just want to have fun. I liked that whole choreography. I thought that was peppy and peppy and poppy. <laughs> peppy and poppy, yeah. Yeah. And um but yeah, this does remind me a lot of Glee. I mean, you know, very glossy musical numbers. Like they 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 do sound 
good. It's, it's not too cotton candy like Glee. I mean, I, it is. I, I would say it is, but I love cotton candy. <laughs> yeah. I liked this kind of cotton candy. Yeah. It is very cheesy. It revels in the the 80s cheese. Oh, you think so? Oh, for sure. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. But in a good yeah. way. Yeah. Like I, it was it was goofy, but it it was knowingly goofy. Um Yeah, I was I was entertained by this. Dare I say that it ranks up there with the greatest showman? It's not quite a, I love the greatest showman. I I've uh-huh. seen it too many times. But um as I said, the I think the musical numbers is what this what carries this i mean yeah it's a musical so of course but like um i don't know something about randy i don't know if it was the actor per se or what but something about he was fine i can see no i could see if he were maybe cast differently i actually made a comment to you too um his tattoos are they real I need to know if those tattoos are real or not because I I, I feel like the tattoos like I get it what they were doing there it was too much it was like so maybe it was the combination of all of it wardrobe and he's British I find it yeah wrong choice I mean, I don't know if it's we a like choice, you. But we yeah, like you as yeah. an actor. I thought but... him. You now Jessica Roth is a freaking movie star. Like she is so bubbly and adorable. You really do need to see the Happy Death Day movies. Like those are like horror comedies, kind of. But she is. Um, she's just so like vivacious and she's great. Um, and I liked the other actresses that played um, her friends. Yeah. Um, now this is funny. Valley kind of Mean Girls ish. A little bit, yeah. yeah. They mm-hmm. kind of like falling out. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so this was supposed. This was actually shot in twenty seventeen. Whatever, like you know, shit happens. It was mainly because of um, that YouTube star Logan Paul. He play. Oh. He plays Julie's preppy boyfriend. Right now, he's fine with what he has to do. I mean, he has to play like a tool bag. So I think he's. He's good. He is a tool bag, though, so, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just a very controversial, like, YouTuber. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, this, he went into the suicide forest in Japan and, like... What? Was, like... You've never heard of that? No. Suicide forest? Uh-uh. That's another conversation. But okay. he was very just... I don't know. I'm not big on those, like, YouTubers. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, and he was a viner. He was you. a viner. Oh, yeah. okay. He would do the splits in... New York City, just like all of a sudden in a crowd, just do a split. And that was like his thing. His claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> Predict splits. Oh, but yeah, he's, he's just obnoxious, but... Um, hey, but we're talking anyway, about him. But we are. Um, and there's some cameos in this too. Um, I don't think I would have... Rec- I kind of looked up the original Valley Girl movie. I don't think I would have recognized the cameos if I had not looked up the original movie. But um, yeah, if you've seen that one, then I, I guess those are fun spot. Um, oh, yeah, interesting. But yeah, this was a this was a lot of fun. Um, those are like little Easter eggs. Yes, <laughs> and I still can't get these the songs stuck out of my head so you know, well yeah you've been listening to I've them been... i think for the past three days yeah i'm not complaining <laughs> i like them yeah but yeah especially um, boys don't cry love that song right, yeah. really great duet so hey i guess that movie the movie did something right if i can't stop listening to music so it's evergreen it's evergreen so this is this is definitely a flick it's it's a good movie to watch you know with this all inside it's you know, it's not brilliant, but it's it's fun. And there aren't a lot of movies that are fun and um, has a great energy to it. So, 
Flick. Flick. Collective flick. Yes. Awesome. We agree. Um, so, so we next... have four, <laughs> four movies that we're talking about today, right? Yes. What's um? So I'll move on to How to Build a Girl. So this is semi-autobiographical. Um, it centers on a 16-year-old girl living in England. She's this, you know, quirky, awkward girl. Her name is Joanna. And she's played by Beanie Feldstein from Booksmart. Yes. Joanna Hill's yes, sister. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So she lives in a flat. This takes place in the 90s. And um, she lives in a flat with her her family, um, like four brothers. It's this tight flat that um, it's so small that she has to share half of a bedroom with her her gay older brother. And she wants to be a writer. She's a great writing talent. And she submits a music review of, of all things... Tomorrow, the song Tomorrow from Annie. Mm-hmm. And um, she submits this music review to like a weekly rock magazine. And at first she's not really taken seriously, but then she kind of decides to reinvent herself. She dyes her hair. Pinker. Cherry red. Cherry red, that's what it, it was. Yeah, yeah it's cherry red. And she's just like this offbeat persona. She, she calls herself Dolly Wild. She's like a top hat and she's just very like over the top. And, you know, the, the gig calls for her to go to, um, to a bunch of rock concerts. She's not really into rock that much, but, um, she starts... But she's into her character. She's into her character, and she yeah. just kind of falls into this whole lifestyle. Like, she starts, like, sleeping around and just, you know, having a lot of fun. World, her life's a party. And she just, she kind of stops being nice to everyone around her. And that's kind of the trajectory of this movie. It's, um... So I said it was semi-autobiographical. Uh, the script was written by Caitlin Moran. So Caitlin Moran is basically... Or Joanna is basically Caitlin Moran. I guess all of this happened to her, pretty much. And it's based on her book as well. Um, but yeah, um, I mostly like this because of Beanie Feldstein. She's she's charming. She's spunky in this. Um, it kind of reminded me of a... A, a gender reverse version of Almost Famous, if you ever saw that. Um, that was Kate Hudson's first movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, it kind of reminded me of that in a way. Um, but yeah, I think this really works because of her. Um, it also has some like whimsical touches. There's like this um, flight of fancy touch where she can start conversing and like receiving advice from all these influential people um, on her wall. Like she has a bunch of photos of influential people like Sigmund Freud, um, the Bronte sisters, Sylvia Plath, Cleopatra, you name it. They start like talking to her. And that's kind of like a, like a funny, she's not like mentally ill, but like it's just kind of right. like a fun touch. Just her thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. Like she's very imaginative and she's always in her head. And um yeah, I, you know, this is a little safe here and there. Like, it followed, like, the standard beats of, like, a coming-of-age story. Yeah, you were saying that. It's, um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I kind enjoyed it. Kind of blends it. in with, yeah. I enjoyed it. So I would I would give this a flick. This is um, another, you know, digital on-demand release. So you can watch it at home. Um, 
Well, that's all you can do right now. Well, exactly. That's all you can do. You can go to drive-ins if there's a drive-in. If you're so, so jealous. Lucky. Oh, Valley Girl is actually playing at a... At a drive-in? drive-in. Where? Perfect. We need know. to Google where the nearest I know, one is. I know. 200 miles yeah, away. <laughs> I mean, hey, what the hell? Why not? Let's go. Day off. Let's go. Yeah. Sorry, Leo. You're going to have to stay here, but we can take the babes oh, with us. he's so good, though. No. no, he would be a terror. <laughs> he's a terror too excitable. All right, so the next... Two flicks in a row? Two flicks in a row. What? Oh, is it going to be another flick? I guess we'll find out. What's so this one? So this movie is called Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> you kind of started this, but... You didn't miss much. I know exactly which one this is. Yep. With uh huh, mm-hmm. yeah. Name that Hemsworth brother. So, <laughs> this is also based on a novel <laughs> that I've not read, but it's like a darkly comic crime story. It reminds me of a lot of a lot of the Coen Brothers, just not a very good Coen Brothers movie. Um, it is. The actor Clark Duke's uh, directorial debut. Um, he's been in a lot of comedies before, like Hot Tub Time Machine, but this is his first time co-writing a script and being behind the camera. So he and Liam Hemsworth, not Chris Hemsworth, he and Liam Hemsworth play these two, like, dim bulbs. <laughs> not very smart. Um, they Drug make a runners. living... Yeah, they make a living as, like low-ranking drug runners. Uh-huh. Um, they work for um, this Arkansas kingpin named Frog, Vince Vaughn. And they've never met Frog. You know, they just do business for him without ever meeting him. And when they're sent to transport, you know, a product to, I think it's Corpus Christi, um, they get stopped by John Malkovich, who's like, pretending to be a park ranger. But he actually turns out to be working undercover for Frog, and then mm-hmm. he ends up having these two idiots work for him, and they tell both of them to keep a low profile, and of course they don't. And it just kind of snowballs from there. Um, I feel like it got too complex. It gets a little convoluted, like needlessly so. Um... I don't know. This just didn't have like it was a lot just. Of... It started getting to be like so many layers deep, and it's like whoa, but like not enough. Fun... I just, I lost way. interest in twenty. Yeah, minutes. and the, yeah, and the thing is, twenty it, minutes I was out, and it's very non-linear too. It start, it's divided into five chapters, and it kind of oh, okay. gives you the backstory of Frog. I will say Vince Vaughn is probably the best thing in this. I kind of like, um, the way his career is going now. He's not. Starring in all these comedies where you're supposed to like him. Like, I like him as a villain. Mm, I like him as a smarmy, unappealing character. Um, so, yeah, I think he's really good in this. Um, the performances are all fine across the board. I mean, Liam Hemsworth, I think this is the the least wooden I've ever seen him. So that's good. <laughs> he has some sort... He has a little more personality this time. Um, I'm not a big fan of Clark Duke. Um, I think... In this movie, I think uh, Clark Duke, the writer-director, is too much in love with Clark Duke, the actor. And I just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he even gives himself a love interest. Um, and she's, she, she's kind of the heart of the movie, um, this, this local nurse that um, his character meets. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It, was, it has some interesting ideas here and there, and um, I don't know. The pacing was just kind of uneven to me, and I just mm-hmm. I was not. It was very uninvolving. I just was not. Yeah, I ripped. was in and out. Like I was like, eh. yeah. I was trying to be interested in it, like literally. Yeah. And, eh. and it's almost at the, like the two hour mark. Like it just keeps rambling on and on, and it just feels very slight. And I don't know. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And if I don't care, then why am I watching? Exactly. You know? <laughs> you got, well, you're looking to be, like, emotionally invested in this right. performance. Right. Even if the characters aren't, like, likable, at least make them interesting. And I didn't think they were that interesting. So, I give Arkansas... So that's clearly a flop. A flop. <laughs> All right. Two flicks, a flop. What's Ooh, next? What's the last one? So, this is, um... Is it a tie or... <laughs> So this is a an Irish revenge thriller, I'll call it. It's called A Good Woman is Hard to Find. And it stars Sarah Bolger. She's an Irish actress. She's I, I really like her. She makes interesting choices. So she plays Sarah Bolger plays Sarah. Um a, a widower or a widower. A widow. She just lost her husband, who was actually a drug dealer. And she's left to raise her two children in their um, their housing estate. So she's very desperate, financially strapped. And she's, she's kind of busy searching for answers. Like, the police are of no help. You know, they, they tell her, like, just let sleeping dogs lie. And um, they just kind of write off her husband's death. Like, another drug deal gone bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not good enough for her. And actually, her son witnessed her husband being murdered, and he now refuses to speak. So, you know, he's dealing with grief in his own way. And um, her mother's no help, and it's, you know, it's a tough life for Sarah. So one night, yeah, so one night, um, this drug dealer named Tito follows Sarah and her two kids and forces his way in, and... She strikes up a deal with him, like, don't harm my children, and sure, you can stash your stolen drugs in my in my house. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, you know, she's protecting her family. She does what she has to do, but then she has to take extreme measures, and um, it, gets, it gets violent. And, um, yeah, this is, like, a very primal thriller. Like, she, you know, she's at her wit's end. She has to do what she has to do to survive, whether that means... You know, whatever happens, up happens. Body. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very tightly paced movie. Um, I really thought Sarah Bolger was great in this. I I want to show you this movie that she was in. She plays like the babysitter from hell in this movie called Emily. She's really good in it, but like mm. in this, she's like the diametric opposite. I mean, she's this mother, hmm. and um, yeah, this was this was extremely watchable. I was like. You know, wondering where it was going to go. It was very satisfying in the end. Um, this is like another Me Too, hashtag Me Too revenge thriller, I would say. Very like pro I still don't understand woman. the Me Too thing. Well, it's the whole thing with like Harvey Weinstein with, when women started See, I checked out on that. Yeah, so I... I got too political and I checked <laughs> out. Yep. I'm like um, Switzerland. <laughs> Is that the right saying? Like I'm like Switzerland yeah. on these yeah. things. I'm yeah. like, what? What's going on? 
But um, uh, but I don't know. What's up with this theme of drugs and stuff? Like, I know, I, I know. Don't, I don't know if I like that. I See, know. whenever you were talking about like drugs and like revenge and like killing and hacking up bodies, I'm like, yeah, Good I'm pass. checked out on that one. <laughs> it's an automatic flop for me. Thanks though. Uh, so funny, but um, no, this is I. This is a well-made thriller, right? So I would give a good woman. It's hard to find a flick. So three flicks, one flop. That's right. And really, I can only say one flick. I didn't watch. Oh, right. Yeah. Listen, I don't even give them the opportunity. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're like, no, 20 minutes in. If I'm not feeling it, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I gotta go like do a load of laundry or something. I don't know. I look at the time. I have to do whites. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting week. Um. What are you looking forward to next? So I did watch another movie, but five movies is too many. So we'll we'll save it till next week. It's called Clementine. It's a little indie movie. Oh, okay. But, uh, oh, and maybe we'll um, watch Scoob. Scoob, exclamation point. Oh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Scooby-Doo-Doo. Speaking of, we have um, Leo, Minnie, and Willie. Yeah, take a little siesta. Mm -hmm. Looks good on the floor, huh? But, um, yeah, so that's four movies. That's that's all we have. <laughs> so next week, Scoob and Clementine, and I'm sure I'll come up with something else, but yeah, you've been two for now. I've been getting where, screeners left yeah, and right. So do you, where do you find, that's something that I haven't asked on <laughs> the podcast. Right. Um, so... So you're obviously part of... There will be, yeah, I'm part of, the society. you know, the online film critic society, um... I will get emails. I'll get like press emails with. So like, you're signed up on like I newsletters. Am. Or yeah, that. I'm on. I'm on lists of all sorts. So I will get, um, you know, emails to say if you're interested in reviewing. Here you go. Like send us an email or whatever. And I don't. That doesn't happen to every movie. Like there are movies that I want to see and I don't have a press contact. So I will actually go on uh, the Facebook group for the online film critic society. And I'll ask other. Fellow critics, like, oh, hey, you guys have the, the publicity contact. So. True, Facebook groups, powerful. Yeah. Or um, forums, whatever. Yeah, you just find them other ways, too. <laughs> Reddit, I'm sure. Well, do you I was do gonna, Reddit? I don't. Is that no, a thing? No. no. But, like, I, I'm a big nerd. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll go, like, ten layers deep on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually... Taking a deep dive in it. Right? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, lots I of is, keyboard but... warriors on there. Oh, oh my wow. God. Yeah. It's hysterical. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to be doing after this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's the other one? Dig? No, not dig. dig. Maybe it is dig. Yeah. Hmm. Tell me more. You guys will have to Google it. <laughs> Go explore. Google it. You're welcome. Fun fact of the day. <sighs> All right. Is that anything else? I don't know. I'm just kind of missing like in my calendar, I have... <laughs> update schedule update movie schedule like lots of people i don't know about you guys but like i've kind of been looking forward to like specific things like scheduled things and like it's not we can schedule our own screenings <laughs> this is true although they will always be at the same theater your couch right <laughs> we'll have to spice okay. it up yeah right Minnie. All right, well... Oh my gosh, how fun would a live reaction 
video be? Oh my god. We'll try it out. We may have to try that out. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Yes, please do. Do you want to see our faces or not? <laughs> All right, guys. 18 coming up. Woo. Take care.